What to watch for as the Boston Celtics get back to basketball preseason on Monday night. Plus, we're going to have captains this year. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melody. Hey there, and thank you for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen. Every day we are free everywhere across all platforms, on YouTube, everywhere, and you can find us on Lockdown Celtics. Big day Monday, the Celtics get back on the basketball court, and they're playing basketball. I am John Corrales. I'm going to be there because I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've also written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can buy Anywhere books are sold and on my website for a signed copy, uh, johncorrales.com, if you want one of those. So later on, uh, I asked uh, Ime Odoka about captains. Well, what's what's his philosophy on captains? We know Brad Stevens didn't, didn't have, well, he had one, Rajon Rondo. He got traded 22 games into the season, into his captaincy, and then there hasn't been a captain since. But I asked Brad Steve, uh, Ime Odoka about that, and turns out the Celtics are going to have two. And I'm going to play you what Marcus Smart's reaction was. If you didn't see it, it's a little surprising, actually. That's coming up. But in the next two segments, I'm going to talk about this preseason game, which uh, the Celtics play against Orlando on Monday night. I will be there, so I will podcast from the Garden. I think I can podcast from the Garden. I don't know what the COVID protocols are, but last year I did, and hopefully this year I can find a place to set up. We'll see. That's the goal. So if you're watching on YouTube, Tomorrow's podcast should be with the the TD Garden and the court in the background and all of that. So on location podcasting for me. So let's get into what am I looking for? What what should we be watching for in this first preseason game? First thing, uh, just point of emphasis here, point of order. Jawan Morgan out with the left hamstring strain. He was, you know, he's one of the late camp invites. Don't know what he was really going to be. He's a, a defensive type player who could be competing for a spot with Jabari Parker and a few other guys could be as well. He hasn't practiced, uh, hasn't done any contact stuff at all all week because he has a left hamstring strain. He's not playing in this game. That hurts his chances. Grant Williams is questionable with a right foot sprain, which is new. Uh, he practiced on Saturday, spoke to the media on Saturday, wasn't limping, wasn't impacted by this. We, we didn't hadn't heard anything about any sort of injury to Grant. So right now, it seems like Grant may have sprained his right foot somehow on Sunday. There was no media availability on Sunday, so we didn't get a chance to ask. This was a little bit new. They did get on the floor for some light stuff. Um, So we'll see what happens with Grant. Also not great that Grant would be hurt, limited. His whole big thing is that he's losing weight and he's not, you know, he's lighter and he's more, uh, you know, able to play the four and play out on the wing. So anything that limits that is is a problem for him. So that's the injury situation. So the first thing I want to see just in general here is player combinations. 
Well, and, and I'll talk about starting lineups in the second segment, but player combinations. When Emeo Doka is talking about combinations and part, you know, who who's going to play with whom, I think the first couple of games, instead of just focusing on starting lineups and getting the starting lineup some cohesion, which they, they will do, it's what pairings are they putting together? Are we seeing a lot of smart and shrewder together just to see how they can function together on the floor? Are we seeing a lot of, um, you know, Horford and Robert Williams together? What, what are those combinations? So player combinations is, is going to be a big thing that I'm looking for. Defensive principles is another thing that I'm looking for. How do the Celtics attack a pick and roll? How do the Celtics attack different scenarios with, you know, they're playing Orlando and Orlando's not great anyway. How do they, how, how do they attack when, when Orlando's trying to do whatever they're trying to do? I want to see what, when Ime Odoka was talking about the defense and saying, uh, we're trying to blow up a lot more, trying to be much more aggressive. Well, what does that mean? This is our first chance to see what that might mean. And since, Ime Odoka is a defensive-minded guy. I want to see what that Celtics defense is going to look for. So pick and rolls. Who, who's, uh, h- how are you attacking the ball handler? How high up is the big coming up to play? Wh- how, are they, how are they attacking it with Robert Williams? Are they going up to the level of the screen? Are they trapping the ball handler? Are they, you know, are they playing a drop? What, what are they doing? Are they, h- how are they handling a lot of these pick and rolls. And this is our first chance to really get a look at what the Celtics are going to be doing in that regard. Um, we're going to start to see when he says aggressiveness, does that mean they're willing to gamble a little bit more? Are they going to be jumping? Are they going to be trapping? Are they going to be, you know, what does that mean? Are they going to be picking up? Are they going to have guys pick up full court? Is there going to be more, more of that? Is there, there is a lot defensively that, we don't know. And so I'm looking for that. Uh, with the certain groups, the certain combinations, you know, bench guys, bench units, who, who are uh, the guys that are going to be carrying those bench units, right? And then I'm looking for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Not necessarily, okay, two things. Uh, Tatum and Brown, I want to see how they work off of one another a little bit. And... If Ime Odoka is going to maybe have them, I've been asking for pick and rolls for, from these guys together. Jalen setting a pick for, for Tatum. Tatum setting, setting the pick for Brown. I, I want to see some of that. Are, are they going to play off of each other like that? Um, and then what? Are, how much are they going to play on their own? I, I'm Udoka made a comment on Saturday basically saying like, we want to let these guys do what they're going to do. And we're going to give them the opportunity to, to be their best on the floor by themselves. Uh, he has talked about staggering Tatum and Brown's minutes. So having one of those guys on the floor the whole time is going to be a stated priority for the Celtics. And so how much of that are we going to see? How much of, of them together are we going to see? Is it possible that, he says to Tatum or Brown, look, we're not going to start you. Pick one, Tatum. Tatum, we're not going to start you. We're going to start Jalen with a certain combination because 
you're not going to play the whole game. This is another thing. How, how much are these guys, the main guys, going to play? That's, that's in that same vein with Tatum and Brown. How much are these guys going to play? Are we going to get 20 minutes? They're sure as hell not going to play 35 minutes. I think they're going to play one half, and then they're going to try some other things. But that's just my guess. And when we'll ask Ime before the game on Monday. So if you're following us on Twitter, if you're following me on Twitter, Reds Army underscore John, then you know you'll get that answer as soon as we as soon as I get it. But it's possible that uh, because he's not playing everybody the whole game, he might just say, "Look, on Monday we're trying certain combinations." So Jason, you're going to start on the bench because I want you to come off the bench with this certain combination. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but we might not see the starting lineup necessarily. Although, you know, hey, maybe we will. Uh, The starting lineup is a real interesting thing, which I'm going to get into next, because how much Tatum and Brown play together is all part of this starting lineup thing. And once again, it's becoming a little clearer what the starting lineup is going to be. More comments from Ime Odoka. I'll get into that. Uh, a little bit when I come back. I'll just save that conversation for when we come back. So why don't I just tell you about Sleeper, which is fixing what's broken about fantasy basketball. You know how it goes. The the team with the players who play the most games in that week generally win. So what's the point of playing if you're not going to keep up with the busy work? If you slip, you're going to lose. Now, What they have here with Sleeper is a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game every week for each start to count towards the team score. So that levels the playing field. You pick based on, like, uh, player matchups, home and away, pace of play, all that stuff. Uh, And and so that makes this more strategy-based than just busy work. And the players who keep up with it the most are the ones that win. This is strategy. So they've they've cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you love it, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app. Start a league with your friends today. Don't go through the normal fantasy basketball stuff. I know you're going to start going through your drafts pretty soon. Try it on Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. You're going to love game picks. It's going to change the way you think of and play fantasy basketball. Also, Today's show is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got a device that lets you catch the game live, another one that you use to watch your favorite shows, then you're watching sports highlights on your phone, you're borrowing your best friend's login for the good stuff. So there's a better way to do it, and it's called DirecTV Stream. It is a great way to get your TV together. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes no need to buy another device ever again and the best part is that there's no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible devices required content varies by package Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you once again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. We're still going to get into the captain stuff in the third segment, but make your second listen today Locked On Patriots. Why not cover that 
pretty good game between the Buccaneers and the Patriots. If you're a Patriots fan, you're going to want to get the, the full coverage on Mac Jones, who had a really good game. Patriots just missing on that doinked field goal. They were this close to pulling it out. Tough one, but lots to be happy about, I think, when it comes to Mac Jones and the Patriots. So check out Lockdown Patriots. So getting back into the starter conversation, uh, we asked, because we ask Emi Odoka every day when we, the assembled media, ask him every day. Uh, and he said, quote, we just had a scrimmage today where we mixed and matched guys. We had Jalen and Jason going at going against each other at times, but we also want to build chemistry that they've had over the years. So we've had those guys switch at halftime uh, and playing together because we know the importance of that. What you see on Monday will be us wanting to get a look at certain lineups more so than anything concrete. So you shouldn't read into that at all. We've got three or four games to figure it out as well as these practices. And we're going to look at every option there. Okay, fine. Uh, he also said that basically games one, two, and three don't read too much in the starting lineups. By the time they get to that fourth preseason game, what he basically said is the starting lineup in that fourth preseason game is the one that you should pay attention to. That's the one that they're probably going to carry into the season. But wait, there's more. He asked, uh, I asked him about the roles that these guys play and making sure that basically making sure that these guys are cool with it. And he says, a guy like Josh and Dennis, we spoke to them about what they can bring to enhance the team in general, whether that's starting or coming off the bench. They were receptive to that. We were straight up with them and they know that coming in. Okay, let's, let's break that down ever so slightly. When a coach says they were receptive to that, that basically means you're coming off the bench. Uh, we were straight up with them and they know that coming in means you're coming off the bench. So he specifically referenced Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder. Those guys are coming off the bench. I'm, it's, it's not what I initially expected, but it's become pretty clear. The starting lineup on opening night, I, if I had to put money on anything now, I've been doing my little starting lineup meter, throw it out. No meter at all. My, my meter is simply Smart, Jalen, Jason, Horford, Robert Williams. That's my starting lineup on opening night. That's the, everything that Ime Udoka has been talking about has been Al Horford, Al Horford at the four, Al Horford getting mismatches at the four, talking about now Josh and Dennis, that st- whether it's starting off or coming off the bench, they were receptive to that. Like, yeah, uh, Josh was asked about his role the other day, and he's like, yeah, as long as I'm playing, I'm fine, which means he knows that he's coming off the bench. It's it's as clear as day. The Celtics are starting Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, Rob. That's going to be the starting five. If it's not the starting five, I will be shocked at this point, and that's fine. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, fine. They will adjust. But everything Udoka has said, everything that we've heard, everything that we've heard from these other guys, it points to that starting lineup. So, fine. And, and maybe that will be the starting lineup on Monday night. Maybe that'll be the start, starting lineup every game. It's possible. Why not? Why not throw it out there and try it as much as you can? Uh, try to get that chemistry together. At the same time, you could say, it's working pretty well in practice. We don't need to see it in the, in the game quite as much. 
you want to get a competitive advantage against the Knicks. Gamesmanship, sure, if they want to play that game, fine. Fine, I can see that. But I think what Ime Udoka is looking for is forcing the other team to make a decision. And he's trying to create a great defensive lineup. Now, I do think that Richardson could be part of a great defensive lineup. I think he will be part of a great defensive lineup. And maybe the closing lineups will be different based on the matchups. But initially, I think we're at a place where Udoka thinks Horford on the floor is going to force other teams to make a decision. If we're going to put a small on Horford, the Celtics will welcome that and Horford will attack it. And they will try to punish that mismatch. And once that happens and you force the other team to adjust to that, you're going to take advantage of Al Horford's passing and he's going to find guys out on the perimeter, whether it's Brown or Tatum or Smart or Rob even cutting. That, that's, I think, going to be where the Celtics are, are, where their brains are, where their minds are, where their game plan is. I think that the Celtics have basically just determined that Horford is the mismatch. Horford is the thing, the, the, the guy. He's the element that forces other teams to say, okay, well, we got to pick our poison. And you have to do that anyway with Tatum and Brown to some degree. But last season, teams could basically load up against Tatum, load up against Brown, and say, none of these other guys, we're not worried about these other guys. Kemba off of the injury will you know deal with it, but none of these other guys were scary to teams last year. And they're not scary to teams, you know, they wouldn't be scary to teams now. I think this team, with Marcus at the point running running things, Horford being able to space and be an effective floor spacer, you you do have to guard Al Horford out in the perimeter. Because if he catches and shoots, he is gonna hit shots. So you have to you have to be mindful of him. So you can run those pick and rolls with Rob, the smart Rob Williams combination with three floor spacers and say, hey, if you really want to sag off of Al Horford, then we'll, we'll be happy to have Al Horford take those three-pointers. The Celtics very obviously like what they see, love what they see from Horford. They can't stop gushing about Al Horford. So that's, that's what I'm looking for starting lineup-wise. I, I harp on it. This is probably my fourth or fifth straight podcast harping on it, but this is this is this is where I am going into the first preseason game. So to recap, I'm only looking for a few things. It's the first preseason game. Let's not go too crazy. And it's against Orlando. They suck. So let's not get too crazy. Let's say that up front. Let's not get too crazy about the results. I try to temper my own enthusiasm after the game uh, on Monday night, but. Whatever we see is only the first taste of a game, and it's against the Orlando Magic. So if they look great, we have to remember they're playing the Magic, who might be the worst team in the NBA. That's all right. Let's just keep that in mind. But I am looking to see how they are approaching things defensively. I'm looking to see if certain combinations are a priority for Ime Udoka, and I'm just looking to see where that Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum dynamic sits as far as how the Celtics plan on using them, 
how much are they going to play in all of that? Up next, interesting comments from Emi Odoka about captains. The Celtics are going to have captains next year. Marcus Smart, I think, would be one of the obvious choices, but he does not care. He does not care. At least that's what he's saying publicly. I will play his audio for you next so you can hear everything that he said because it's interesting and I want to give you that context. That's coming up after I tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Very easily, there's just no competition as far as I'm concerned. They've got some great flavors. Nine core flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, and cookies and cream and German chocolate. This is an amazing, amazing lineup. And you can go through on Built.com and scroll over each one and see what the, the flavor and the nutrition facts are and all of that. But basically what you're going to get, 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four or five grams of sugar, four or five net carbs. That is great for a protein bar that's going to get you either through the day as a snack, as a meal replacement, or as something to fuel your body after a workout. It's great. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's also new, the, the official track and uh, official protein bar of NASCAR. So Built Bar on the come up, and you can still get 15% off your order with the promo code LOCKED15. Go check it out. It works every time. So if you aren't sure which flavor you want to, you want to do, get a mixed box. You get two of each of the, the nine core flavors. Pick out the ones that you want. Go back to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 again, stock up, and you're going to get 15% off every time you place an order at built.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So on Saturday, I asked Ime Udoka about captains. We know that Brad Stevens didn't assign captains after Rajon Rondo left. And I don't know why he assigned Rondo the captaincy if he had this, this theory of, like, hey, I want everybody to stand up. I want everybody to, you know, be empowered to have a voice in the locker room. But he gave Rondo the captain, uh, and Rondo got traded a couple months into the season in December. Was it 2014? Off to Dallas. So since then, no captain. We know captains have been around for the Celtics. That's They'd been around every year prior to that. And you got guys like Pierce, obviously. The intro was, was all, you know, the captain and the truth. Like, that was so awesome when he got uh, introduced like that. But, you know, Larry Bird, Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, Havlicek. Uh, big, big names were captains of this, the Celtics over the years. So... Udoka said, yeah, I'm going to bring that back. Basically, he said, and he listed off basically four guys. It's going to be between Tatum, Brown, Smart, and Al Horford. And, and he said, you know, we can't have four captains, but we're going to figure that out. And when I asked him again, he's like, yeah, we'll probably have two. So we're looking at two captains for the Boston Celtics. And Jalen Brown came out and he was asked about, hey, you know, what would you think if you got the captain and he said, Hey, it would be an honor. Uh, the responsibility that you don't want to take for granted. Now he basically said all the right things. Um, he said, if, even if I weren't selected, I wouldn't look at it as a bad thing. We have a great group dynamic. We're all going to contribute in different ways. I think identifying voices to listen to throughout the process is going to be fantastic. 
We're definitely going to need, in moments of adversity, a strong voice to carry us through the waves. My vote, Al's got my vote right now. So he's, he's put in his vote for Al Horford. This brings up an interesting discussion about, yeah, this, the, in moments of adversity, a strong voice to carry us through. That's an interesting comment from Jalen Brown because identifying that voice to him, it's important. And last year, because there was no voice being identified, well, Jalen had one and Tatum had one and Kemba had one and Smart had one. Like everyone had something to say. And while Brad, and I see what Brad's saying, like everyone should have a voice. Just because somebody's a captain doesn't mean everyone else should shut the hell up. Like that's not, that's not how it's going to work. But the captain is just by designation, hey, this is the guy. This is the, in the middle of the huddle. This is the guy that's doing the talking. When you're on the floor and the captain's got something to say and he huddles you up, everybody huddles up. Like that's what the captain does. Like now it means more, I think, in college, but in the pros, it's some of it's a force of habit. Some of it is, hey, we still gravitate towards captains because we're creatures of habit. And even though you're, you know, 28 year old guys, 26 year old guys, 24 year old guys, you know, you still, you know, when someone's got a C on their Jersey or the captain, if there's no C on their Jersey, uh, they still say, Hey, this is the captain. You got to listen to him. All that being said, when Marcus smart came up, I asked him the same question. What would it mean to you to be named captain. I got an answer I did not expect. Here it is. Ime was talking about captains and going back to, <clears throat> excuse me, assigning captains. Uh, first, what would it mean to you if you if you were to get that? And, and secondly, without captains in the past, did, did that have any impact on the locker room? Uh, I mean, to, it wouldn't matter to me if I got a captain or not. You know, having that the title of a captain, you know, means nothing. Um, it's just the title. You know, um, anybody can be a captain. You know, we're all captains out there. We lead and we show our captainism in, in different ways. Um, I don't think it was a problem um, last year because we didn't have captains. You know, um, we're all grown here, you know. So, you know, got to go out here and do your job. Plain and simple, you know. Everybody's here to help each other in, in, in one goal in mind, and that's to help bring a championship to this team. So, you know, if we do, you know, put out the captains, that's fine. That's great. If we don't, it's the same thing. You know, it um, doesn't really matter. Are concepts like that overblown when it comes to the NBA? We think about it in terms of like college and other levels where captain might mean something a little bit more. But in the NBA, is it just something that is a little overblown? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we're all grown, like I said, you know. Um, everybody's here for a reason. Everybody's here because they can do something special. So, you know, um, college, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, we're all in the NBA, we're all professionals. So the captain, yeah, it does get overblown here, but sorry, right, it is what it is. We understand it. But like I said, you can't let it, you know, really affect us. We go out there and just do what we have to do. Kind of surprised that Marcus said that I get his point. You know, we're all captains. We're all pros. Like we don't need one person to be designated as here. You are the leader. That's it. Um, but at the same time, Captain of the Boston Celtics is kind of an honor. I, I, I don't know if, you know, this could be a situation where Smart's like blowing it off because he doesn't want to set high expectations. 
I want to think that personally, deep down, he might care just a little bit more than he's letting on. But I get his point. I get his point that, look, we're all whether I'm captain or not, it's not going to change who I am on the floor. It's not going to change what I've got to say. It's not going to change who I've got to say it to. Just because, let's just say for the sake of the example here, Jalen is the captain and Smart's got something to say about Jalen screwing something up on the floor. Jalen can't be like, I'm the captain, you can't say anything to me. Like You still have to have that dynamic of listening to each other and, and, and talking. And Marcus has been around longer. Marcus is the longest tenured Celtic. I think it makes the most sense to have Horford and Smart as your two captains. Because Jalen and Jason are your two leaders anyway, because they're out there scoring. And, and maybe you want to empower them by, by making them official captains. But I think your two best scorers being out there and having that gives them the cachet that gives them their voice. You throw smart as the longest tenured Celtic and already who has a strong voice on the floor. You make that official. You throw Horford out there as the official captain or one of the official captains. Now you've got strong voice, maybe a little more, a different demeanor. You got two different demeanors out there. You are rewarding the longest tenured guy, the guy who's been here the longest and has done the most and has, uh, I, I think, has earned that. And, you know, you can still listen to everybody, like I said, but I think that's the way to go. But I, I don't know if Smart's just setting himself up for the what he might expect as being the disappointment. I don't know if he's just girding himself for, I know I'm not going to get it, so I, I don't care. Or if he just simply just, you know what, I don't care. Call me captain, call me, call me something else. Whatever you call me, I'm still going to go out there and do my job, which is totally legitimate, totally legitimate. The title is meaningless for sure. At the same time, still kind of cool. Still kind of cool to say you're captain of the Boston Celtics. You can't tell me that it's not a little bit cool to be captain of the Boston Celtics. So we'll see what happens. Uh, At some point, the Celtics will name probably two captains, and we'll we'll figure out who they are when that happens. So stick around. It's going to be another topic of conversation here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So I appreciate all the subscriptions, all the, the... the people who are checking it out on YouTube, everybody uh, subscribing, you know, downloading the show, listening in the shower or in the car on the way to work, maybe at work, whatever. I'm no judge. You know, you listen wherever you want to listen. Tell the boss I said it was okay. All right, just tell the boss John Corrales said it was cool, and you'll be fine. So uh, share the podcast. Tell everyone to listen to the show. I want to thank everybody again for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen of every day. It's a Monday through Friday show. It is a free show. I'm not going to charge you anything. So you get free content on podcast, on YouTube. And uh, yeah, make make the uh, Lockdown NBA podcast your second listen. I host Lockdown NBA on Wednesdays. So check out the Lockdown NBA podcast. podcast. We'll get the whole league covered also on the podcast and on YouTube. So thanks for listening to Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.